Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. There are two types of people, those who skateboard and those who want to learn how to skateboard. Skateboarding is winning people's hearts all over the world and has now even made it to the Olympics. But the sport hasn't been around for as long as you might think. Skateboarding appeared in the 1950s, and you know who started it? Surfers. They wanted to surf on the ground, practicing their moves when there were no waves. They would take their makeshift boards, find a wavy concrete bank, and practice taking surf-style turns. That was called sidewalk surfing. And of course, it was all done barefoot. The first trick on the board, now known as an ollie, was actually performed by gripping the board's edge with the toes. The first skateboard, more or less as we know it now, was invented in 1958. A guy took a wooden board, attached roller skating wheels to it, and that was it, the roller derby skateboard that went on sale a year later. It was flat, red, and it had steel wheels. Today, many skaters won't even ride a red top ply skateboard. There is a superstition that they are bad luck. After many reported that their worst injuries happened on a red top skateboard, kicktails, the upwards bent tips of skateboards, were not on the original boards, and they were only added a decade later. With them, skateboarders could perform tricks. In the 1970s, polyurethane was invented, and skateboard wheels started to be made from that material. And so, in the same decade, skateboards began to look what they look like now. The first ever skateboarding competition was held in 1963 in Hermosa Beach in California. It got so popular that the same year 50 million skateboards were sold. The idea of skate park design is actually inspired by empty swimming pools. In the early 1970s, there was a big drought in California. To preserve water, people drained their pools, and skaters were right there to put the pools to some use again, finding that the shape was perfect for skating. So, skate parks that started to be built massively in the 1970s adopted everyone's favorite shape. Now, there are over 3,100 skate parks in the U.S. Most of them are sponsored by skateboarding companies and professional skaters. Tony Hawk, the richest and the most famous skateboarder in the world, sponsored 600 skate parks. With skate parks, proper boards and competitions, skateboarding started to boom, and people were coming up with new tricks and techniques. In 1978, the most basic move of skateboarding in Ollie was invented by Alan Gelfand, whose nickname is Ollie. Ollie is basically a way to air on the skateboard, with your feet attached to the board and without touching it with your hands. Sounds crazy on our planet with gravity laws, but there's a secret. The skater snaps the tail of a skateboard on the ground and jumps, rolling the front ankle to the nose of the board. This trick takes some time and practice to learn, but it's the basic move of skateboarding all skaters have mastered. People do it in skate parks, on the plain ground, on the staircases, everywhere. Any guesses what the biggest staircase ever ollied is? Aaron Hamoki ollied a set of 25 stairs. But in the 1980s, the era started to fade. With people learning how to do dangerous tricks, many accidents and injuries were happening. In Norway, the sport was officially banned. 
skating, or owning a skateboard was illegal, and people had to pay a fine if caught. So, Norwegian skaters had to smuggle skateboards from Germany, in practice, and build ramps in secluded places, such as forests. In the US, it wasn't as drastic, but parents wouldn't allow their children to skate. Concerned about their safety, insurance companies increased the fees to families whose kids were skateboarding due to higher risks of injuries. Skate parks were closing all over the country, and the sales dropped dramatically. Less than 20 years in, the industry was collapsing. Or so it seemed. All who wanted to skate took the sport into their own hands. With skate parks closed, they were building skating ramps themselves in their backyards, on the streets and squares. Since there were no more skate parks, skaters were riding the streets, parking lots, staircases, handrails, and curbs, popularizing street skateboarding. It became the sport of the rebels, with their own subculture, and dedicated skaters running their own skate businesses. Skate magazines were extremely popular, and another boom was the Bones Brigade video show, a skating tape featuring the main skating icons. In the 1990s, skateboarding became mainstream again. In 1995, the X Games were founded. X Games is the annual extreme sports competition. Skateboarding became a huge part of the games, along with other sports like skiing, snowboarding, and BMX biking. The games attracted attention, and skateboarding started to boom again. The games featured the coolest new tricks. At X Games V in 1999, after 10 failed attempts, Tony Hawk landed the 900, one of the hardest skateboarding tricks. The 900 is the aerial 900-degree spin on a ramp, and still not so many skaters can do it. 17 years later, at the age of 48, he successfully repeated the trick. But in 2020, an 11-year-old boy landed 1080 degrees. And in 2019, at X Games, a 1260 was landed for the first time in only time in history so far. Ever since the game started, skateboarding got more popular again, getting out of the shadow. The 2000s were a huge growth for the sport, with even more skateboarding competitions appearing in broadcast. And not only in the US, countries started to officially support the sport, building ramps and skate parks again. With proper protective gear, it's not so dangerous, and the number of skaters is growing. Now, there are around 85 million skateboarders in the world, which is about as big as the population of Germany. In 2016, the record of the fastest speed on a skateboard was set, which is 89 miles per hour. In 2020, skateboarding made it to the Olympics in Tokyo. There were two medal events held, a park one and a street one, for men and women each. In women's street skateboarding, a 13-year-old girl from Japan took the gold. And another 13-year-old girl, now from Brazil, took second place. This is impressive, but skateboarding is overall quite a young sport with young skaters. The average age of a skater is 13 years. Also, skateboarding is a uniquely friendly sport. Typically, even professional skaters don't have coaches, they just practice together with their friends. The top three Japanese girls from the Olympics and the top girl from the UK, who got bronze, are friends, and they hang out and skate together in real life, learning from each other. Overall, there are four most common types of skateboarding. The first one is just riding around type. The second one is flatland skateboarding, when a skater doesn't ride much, but rather stays in one place and focuses on technical tricks. The third one is street skating. When skaters ride around and perform tricks on different obstacles, like stairs and handrails. Lastly, there's ramp skating, when a skater mostly performs tricks on ramps in skate parks. 
Vans are famous skateboarding shoes, but they are not the first. That honor belongs to Randy 720 that appeared just a year before, but the business didn't last. Just a year later, an employee of that business and his brother started Vans. Now Vans is huge and loved, but the first day it opened in 1966, only 12 customers showed up. Also, there were some problems with payments that couldn't be accepted by the store. So, the brothers allowed the customers to go home with the shoes without paying, asking them to come back the next day to pay. All 12 of them returned. Vans was also the first brand to sponsor a skater. Sponsorship is one of the main ways professional skaters earn money. A company pays them to promote and represent their brand.